Welcome to the Media Navigators, brought to you by the World Media Group. My name is Belinda Barker and I'm the Chief Executive. This podcast series features a fairly eclectic mix of topics all relating to the media industry in some way, shape or form. And we're talking to kind of key um, influencers from, from right around the world. Now, when somebody first suggested to me that we the topic of this um, podcast should be around um, cryptocurrency and NFTs, frankly, I, I thought they were um, slightly bonkers because um, I couldn't really get the, the linkage and, and what it meant. Um, so then I was introduced to uh, Maya Drayson, who is the Senior Vice President at Time. Um, and she was able to kind of explain to me what, what the implications are and why, in fact, it, it was relevant for our very eclectic podcast. Um, so in a second, I'm going to be introducing Maya, but uh, I would just like to say for anybody who's a regular listener to this podcast, um, do please subscribe and um, leave a comment on um, uh, Apple uh, because it'll, you know, it's all everything helps to promote the, the values. Um, so Maya, as I mentioned earlier, is the Vice President um, for Progress Marketing and Time. Um, she's had an, an amazing career, um, including Condé Nast and Wired. I think the thing that really stuck out for me was that you were the co-founder of the Webby Awards. And I would love to be able to talk to you about that, but perhaps not today. Um, Oh, International Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences as well. So this is a really, really well-formed media uh, person. So um, without further chit-chat, I would like to introduce Maya. And how how are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. This is so such a fun conversation to have. And although we won't talk about the Webby Awards, I will say that my passion for how technology is changing the world is longstanding. So that's why this particular, the entry into crypto and NFTs is so exciting to me. Um, so people who are listening to this are probably going to assume, because you're Time Magazine, that the, the, the conversation around this is going to be about how as um, a publisher, you are talking about um, cryptocurrencies and um, NFTs. I did have to look up what non-fungible tokens was before I spoke to you because I felt I had to get that right. Um, but in fact, we're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about how you are using them in your marketing and, and strategy. Um, so just to get us started, and because I did have to look up what, what I, I kind of thought I had an idea of what NFTs was, but I realised, uh, having spoken to you, that my knowledge was very thin. It would be really helpful if you could explain in a kind of, in, in a simple terms, what, what it is and, and how it can be um, used within a, a business function. 
Sure. Um, well, so if you think about a dollar or a pound or a euro, right, they're fun, they are fungible. I'm going to start there because it helps make the non-fungible make more sense. And so if you think about it, each one of those bills can be exchanged for another at the same value. Um, and But a non-fungible token, an NFT, is generally a one-of-a-kind asset or at least one of a limited run. And, and what's really important about it is that it has a u- unique identifying code on the blockchain that can be tracked and serves as proof of ownership. And its value can vary. So those are kind of the differences between fungible, which is what you're used to with regular currency, and NFT, which is an asset that can be traded at different values. Um, and it, NFTs can really be anything digital. Um, so you see them, we see a lot of it with art, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot today, but it can be film, it can be music, it can even be a tweet. You know, Jack Dorsey recently sold, uh, the CEO of and founder of Twitter recently sold an NFT of the first ever tweet for $2.9 million. It'd be like Alexander Graham Bell selling the first telephone call, I guess. <laughs> yes. yes. So uh, as Time magazine, um, how have you, how are you applying this to your business? Well, you know, we really consider ourselves a 98-year-old startup. Obviously, um, the magazine has been around for almost 100 years, but Time as a brand is really focused on transforming and building for the next 100 years as we approach our centennial. So the last year, and really, I have to say, I mean, it's so funny when I, uh, everything I'm about to talk to is talk about has actually happened since February of this year. So last six months really has been a period of incredible accelerated digital transformation for us. Um, We've launched a digital subscription on time.com. We've expanded our technology division and team. We posted a job description that got more attention than most of this for a CFO CFO who's comfortable with Bitcoin. Um, So, and then we've embraced crypto technologies through the auctioning of NFTs, which was a combination of existing covers and a brand new cover that was only available um, as an NFT. We started accepting crypto payments for our subscriptions. Um, We've been hosting crypto community conversations on Clubhouse, um, if people are familiar with Clubhouse. And um, most recently announced, I think it was just two weeks ago, partnering with Beeple, who uh, was the digital artist who many know for having sold an NFT for $69 million through Christie's. Um, He has a new platform called WeNew, which sells iconic moments, quote unquote, in time. And obviously, as a brand that captures the most iconic moments and people over time, we have an incredible archive, as you can imagine. So um, those are just some of the ways that that we've been doing it in the last six months. So uh, as being a not a digital native, particularly, I, I, I completely get the um, your... Uh, you know, incredible archive of, of original artwork, and and that ha- how you are able to u- to use that. Um, but what when you talk about moments that uh, uh, that I've I've struggled to understand that which makes sense as you know, like an artwork. I think people have an easier time understanding an NFT as an artwork because it's more uh, analogous to how the art world works and and collectors, right? That there's a piece of art that somebody creates and sells to a collector and that, and that collector may sell it to someone else at a higher price later. Um, and, 
And so that makes sense. But moments is actually a very interesting thing. It's like the Jack Dorsey tweet. That was the first time there was a tweet. It could, but you could, you could look back and say, what are moments in time that matter so much to people that they would like to be the owner of the asset? So uh, thinking the queen's coronation maybe, or, um, you know, in the fashion world, um, JLo coming in her iconic Versace dress or Andy Murray's triumphant victory at Wimbledon. And I'm a big tennis fan at, in 2013, which is actually the first moment that we knew just sold. Hmm. I, I'm kind of, I get that I'm, I'm, I'm older than the average media person. <laughs> and how do you feel? I'm, I'm assuming that this is, is mostly attractive to a, a more millennial type audience do you can you see it expanding beyond millennials or 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 do you think that this is going to be yeah keep keep with the younger set as it were I think I mean obviously 50 I mean the bitcoin demographics are 50 percent millennial and 28 percent of those or 28 or 23 percent of those being between 35 and 44 so um you know but then there's this real and then if you want to and the vast majority of those who aren't are actually skewing much younger than that is starting as early as their teens into you know their early 20s so I think initially this is a uh has a lot of interest for a younger set, if you will, but not entirely. Obviously, I think the uh, the people collecting the high end art may um, skew a little older. And and also, as I was doing the research for our subscription, what you found is you know people with investment portfolios who want to make sure that they stay current and aren't missing out on new opportunities are looking at this as well. So so I think it really does skew. I, as I, I do be- feel and believe that this is like the start of the internet and it's going to have a subculture and over of people who are just early adopters. But over time, um, with the way it's trending and the opportunities and the possibilities and the effort made to expand this into the mainstream, I think that it's only a matter of time until it is much more widespread. Um. How do the artists or the photographers or how, how do they benefit out, out of this? Because it, it, it's kind of, it, it's a trading model. So the, 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 the buyers and the, the sellers, they're, they're making uh, money out of, of switches, but are the artists themselves making money out of this? This is this is one of my favorite parts of it is actually a really great opportunity for the creator community, which is to say, you know, for many years they've been they've had a middleman, they've had a platform that has given them great scale, but um, but taken significant amounts of the revenue from their from their creativity. This allows them to sell to have a more direct relationship with their fan base. This allows people who may or may not be. as mainstream, I think, to really have make some uh, have a real make a real living out of this, which is great. And then the second thing is that it helps them maintain their their intellectual property in perpetuity forever. That you can actually create a contract in the NFT that says every time it's sold, the artist still remain gets a cut. So you know, you you sell a Van Gogh, he, that estate is no longer getting a cut of that 
of that piece of art. It's going from investor to investor. And so that's a really incredible uh, opportunity for both the creator and in our case, the the publisher, anyone who owns that intellectual property. Interesting. So, you know, thinking about the, you know, uh, like the, you know, one of the iconic time um, cover images, um, I'm thinking kind of about Andy Warhol or, or, or somebody like that, who, uh, is, is it entirely time that gets the money from, from the, the sale of the NFT of that image? Um, so we are very, I mean, one time has had an incredible history of highlighting not only moments, but people mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. That, that matter in any given time period and particularly artists because of our incredible covers. And so mm-hmm. we do have quite a collection mm-hmm. of artists like Andy Warhol or, or Lichtenstein, et cetera. Um, and so obviously uh, there are contracts that govern who how much right we have. And those are conversations with those estates at at this point. But we want, you know, again, we're very interested in the opportunity for the creators here and in forming um, a more collaborative relationship with them and and sharing the opportunity with them. And Mm -hmm. and especially moving forward with uh, new covers that are creative um, and, and how that relationship can be and really um, contributing to the ongoing success of the artists and creators who work with us. Yeah, I guess no, nobody really thought of this as, as a no. possibility. When the contract was made and this is, yeah. yeah, there was no, there was no um, a, a, a accounting for NFTs. Um, interesting. Um, so kind of flipping. Well, since then, we've all learned to put in perpetuity in any medium into all our contracts where possible. <laughs> I, I think all of us are having to deal far more with lawyers these days than than we ever thought we would have to. Um, but anyway, let's go. If we could go back to um, cryptocurrency, um, I know that you've started um, accepting um, subscriptions for time um, using cryptocurrency. Um, it's still obviously early days for that, but um, what kind of demographic is is that appealing to? Is it similar to the NFT? Um, it is. I mean, it yeah, it is. I think it's uh, younger and male. Um, and but you know what? And we partnered with Crypto.com, um, who have ten million people with wallets, existing wallets. So I think it it appeal it. It's a sale right now that appeals to people with existing wallets, but we part in partnering with crypto, they make it really easy to start a wallet. So part of our intent was if people wanted to to start with time that they could. Um, And I was really pleased to see that actually, um, you know, we had we had a relatively significant number of people coming from um, promotion off our related crypto coverage. Mm -hmm. So the editorial coverage, we are, of course, doing editorial coverage of crypto, and we kind of promoted from those articles in particular, which performed really, really well, which meant our existing time audience. And again, our social audience is is younger, um, equal split 50-50 male-female. So um, so I think it might, I think it's pretty much what you think, but might surprise, um, might be a little surprising. was a little surprising to me. 
I don't I don't suppose you looked at whether the what the split was US versus the rest of the world. I, I, I'm I'd be interested to know whether how many Europeans are um, uh, uh, paying in crypto. I well, I should say that our um, our digital subscription right now is US only. We are, in fact, ah. the opportunity to say so, um, launching our digital subscription in uh, in the UK in uh, in a couple of weeks, actually, and ah. then in APAC in, in August. So cool. I will keep posted. I will look out for that. Thank you. So how do you anticipate, um, I realise you're kind of very early in the, um, uh, in terms of strategy for, for crypto, but how, how are you seeing this evolve over the next kind of 12 to 18 months? Well, we're, I mean, we've really been leaning into the NFTs now because that's the uh, obvious place to be and, it, and it's an exciting place to explore, but what comes next is actually what really excites us, the long-term opportunity in using blockchain more specifically to build community, to drive subscriptions and membership, and to offer exclusive access to experiences on time. So for example, when I re referenced the Andy Murray NFT sale, um, every sale on We Knew comes both with a physical artifact, as they would call it, or an analog artifact, you know, something tangible that you can assign to poster or whatever. Um, and in this case, but also they're really working hard to also tie it to experiences. So one of the NFTs that sold for about $177,000 um, included also two tickets to Wimbledon next year, as well as 30 minutes on a, on a Wimbledon court with Andy Murray, which, you know, what's not to love? <laughs> well, hoping that Andy Murray does get there, but anyway. That's a good point. <laughs> um, so thinking about kind of uh, not just uh, media brands, but, but uh, other businesses ho hoping to move into this space, what... What kind of advice would you be giving them? What, what do people need to be looking for? Well, I recognize how intimidating it can be. It was intimidating for me. I, will, I, won't, I won't lie. Um, but I think the key is to jump in and to explore it early. You know, if you, uh, the longer you wait, the more there will be to learn. Um, and, and, you know, every day it will make more sense. So read every everything you can watch videos. I will say this is going to sound kind of funny, but the Saturday Night Live video um, spoof of NFTs is both very funny and very informative um, and, and really helps you get the lay of the land quickly. Um, set up a task force internally as, you know, we did that. We called it Project C. Um, and what happened is you, you got hand raisers from the crypto natives um, who not only shared a ton of knowledge and were very, very patient with the rest of us, um, but also <laughs> it really motivated them. You know, it's a whole new level of opportunity for them um, to contribute, which is amazing. And then it was really great to see, you know, different heads of different parts of the business, like as the light, like as you started to learn, as the light turned on, starting to see how it could be applied in their area of the business. And so um, I think that that's really, really useful. And we actually even have a Slack channel about it. And we post articles both from Time or Next Advisor that works on Time or anywhere else or things that are happening so we can all stay current. 
Um, but the most important experience thing that I can say is to try it, you know, is to go through the process of actually getting a wallet, follow an auction, buy something, you know, I can suggest shortly you starting with time, but, um, (laughs) there's so many things. I mean, the the funny thing is, is, you know, there are a lot of people, big brands playing in this space. Microsoft allows you to buy games with crypto. Starbucks allows you to buy coffee. Um, Chipotle allows you to buy a taco, like, there are, there are a lot of things. Um, NBA Topshop, which is actually kind of one of the main drivers of this at scale, right, which is selling basically trading card, basketball trading cards, video trading cards, you know, that start at $9, you can go all the way up to $200,000 for a LeBron James moment. But like, you can get in there and there are places that you can spend your, your crypto money or, you know, or just and start collecting. And there's an, uh, as with most things, there's nothing better than getting your hands into it. Well, I um, uh, I want to say I'm going to promise to give it a go, but I, I will probably, maybe not today, but I'll, I'll, I'll start looking anyway. <laughs> um, Maya, that's absolutely fascinating. And frankly, I'd really love to, to speak to you again in six months' time and to better understand how... Um, you know, how you've got through this process and where where you've got to then. Um, It's been fascinating. Um, Next month, uh, we're going to be talking about a completely different subject. Um, We're talking to Molly Fluitt of Politico about the rise of advocacy comms. Um, But uh, let's hope we can persuade Maya to come back to us in six months' time. So with that, I'd just like to thank you so much, Maya, for all of your help today and um, hopefully speak soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'd love to be back in six months. (laughs) Great. Bye. Bye. The World Media Group is an alliance of the world's leading international media organisations that connects brands with highly engaged, influential audiences in the context of trusted and renowned journalism. For further information, please go to our website, world-media-group.com. Thank you.